0: You're listening to the light version of The Piece of Persistence. Visit patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash persistence for complete access with double the content and zero ads. Hi, and welcome to The Piece of Persistence, the show where we seek to uncover the keys to happiness and success one honest conversation at a time. I'm your host, Abigail Wright, and today I get to introduce you to my friend, Lewis Levitt, the double bassist of the incredible string quintet, Sybarite 5, welcome Louis.
1: Thank you, thank Thank you you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. And Louis actually, he and his wife and I met in Colorado when we were all performing at the Aspen Music Festival. And um, it was right before I moved to the city and they helped me find my first apartment and we've been neighbors ever since, so thank you. (laughs) Louis is an artistic entrepreneur and world-renowned chamber musician with an uncanny talent performing, creating, implementing, and maintaining groundbreaking musical ventures of the highest caliber. As the double bassist of Sybarite Five, Lewis was the first double bassist ever to win the Concert Artist Guild competition, and he has since performed with Sybarite Five in hundreds of concerts, nationally and internationally. His debut EP with them cracked the Billboard Top 10, and the following LP, Everything in Its Right Place, was released to critical acclaim at Carnegie Hall. Also, their next album, Outliers, will be released later this season. I'm looking forward to that. In addition to performing with Sibirite Five, Lewis is also an artistic director of Bright Shiny Things, a new music collective for mezzo-soprano and double bass. He's also in demand as a soloist and a lecturer. He's given master classes all around the U.S., from Penn State to Fairbanks, Alaska. He's presented at the International Society of Bassists. And he has spoken on the Art of Engagement for the APAP Arts Conference and at the Curtis Institute, at New England Conservatory, and at the Mannes School. He's also currently a professor at the Mason Gross School of the Arts at Rutgers University. Lewis currently lives in New York City with his wife, mezzo-soprano Blythe Gessert, and their two kids. And they're really cute, actually. Um, so Lewis, I'm really curious. Um, how did you get started with Bright, Shiny Things? and what's your vision for it? Where do you see it going?
1: Okay, so Bright Shiny Things is kind of an organic outgrowth of a concert that we did for Jill Lyons here in New York City at the Phoenix Concert Series. And uh, she asked me and my wife if we've ever performed a concert by ourselves, just the two of us. And while we had collaborated doing projects like the Dido Project, or coming together with Sivirite Five. We had never done anything that was just for us. So she's a composer as well as a great performer and she wrote music for us and commissioned some things and it was a great experience. And the name of the concert, she called it Bright Bright Shiny Things. So we just stole the name from her with her permission. (laughs) Thank you, Jilda. Um, And henceforth, that was last year and now we're Bright Shiny Things. And we're taking different instruments and adding and taking away and the core of the ensemble is double bass and mezzo, so you'll probably expect to see those things continue. Um, but we're, you know, I think something that's very exciting for me about this ensemble that is different from my work with Sidbright 5 is that this almost always will have words and music. And when you think <laughs> about composers like Beethoven and Mahler or even Chostakovich, at some point they decided they needed to put words to their music in order to express what they really wanted to express, whether it's Beethoven I or Mahler 2. Um, And that's how I feel about this ensemble. It's going to be able to express so much more because there's words involved.
0: Cool. You founded Sybarite 5 and just had your 10th year anniversary. That's quite an accomplishment.
1: Yes. 10 years um, with Sybarite 5 is really exciting. Um, To celebrate it, we're releasing a new album this season, which has 10 new works by 10 new composers, and it's called Out.
0: What has being in such a close-knit ensemble brought to your life?
1: Something that you get from being a close-knit creative entity like a chamber music ensemble or a small group of musicians is that you really get a chance to delve deep into the music. Um, it, I also have played with symphony orchestras and you maybe get three or four rehearsals and then a, then a set of performances and with a smaller group you're able to spend more time on the music and you're also able to have discussions about what you think the music should be about and how the best way is to achieve that. So that's one of the great things about Sibrite 5 is that we're able to get so deep into the music um, in a way that I don't think you can anywhere else.
0: What do you envision for your musical and professional goals going forward with Sibirite 5 and outside of the group?
1: I'm looking forward to growing Sibirite 5 into its next phase, and that's very exciting to see what's going to be on the horizon. I'm sure it will entail a lot of new music, a lot of new collaborations, and a lot of new touring. I'm also really excited to see what we can do with Bright Shiny Things that maybe we couldn't do with Sid Right Five, and where those paths go. Um, are it's Frankly, it's all uncharted. We're gonna be doing new things, so that's very exciting. And I'm also very excited to, to really build the double bass program at Rutgers and at the Mason Gross School of Arts. I think that that is something that um, if you had said, would you ever want something to you know do like that sounds really exciting to me. Could I du- build a double bass program somewhere? How we're going to be training musicians for the twenty first century is something that's very um, exciting to me and something I'm very passionate about. And I'm really glad I'm able to share that.
0: You and Blythe amaze me. You're one of the rare musician couples in New York City I know that have made freelancing and having children work for you. Tell me a little bit more about that dance from the scheduling to the give and take in your relationship. How do you make it work?
1: You know, parenthood is its own thing and it's something that no matter how you prepare for what you think you're going to do, it's never going to be that. And there is no there is no, there's a lot of courses you can take on like childbirth and they, they teach you those things like what to do at the house. They don't really give you a lot of courses on like what to do after mm-hmm. it comes out. There's like all this before. But, um, <laughs> and that's because there really is no way to really, every child is unique and individual and every parent is unique and individual and everyone's situation is um, unique individual. Uh, we don't have nine to five jobs. That's a blessing and a curse. Um, We both tour, sometimes it works out really well, or one of us is touring and the other one is is home. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes both of us are touring, and what are we gonna do with our kid now that he's in kindergarten? You know, um, as a wise friend once told me, life comes at you, and you have to go to it when it comes at you and figure out what you're gonna do, and there isn't a lot, um, a whole heck of a lot you can do to prepare for what lies ahead, because everyone's a human being and everything's different. Um, so I think flexibility is key and, you know, having a a sense of which the great thing about having kids is that it really kind of, um, once you have them, you want to spend a lot of time with them. So that helps you define what things you really want to do and what things maybe you don't want to do because that time all of a sudden is, becomes a lot more precious.
0: Mm. Looking back, do you have any advice for other freelance couples considering having kids?
1: Um, well I think my advice to most people with having kids is just like just have them Um, so and then you know just start there Um, and I think that that's you know I love kids I've always loved kids Uh, I love children I love my kids I love spending my time with my kids there's no better place I feel like I should be spending time so I'm a big proponent of like have kids and still be a performer that's fine Um, you find a way to make it work um, you just do, it becomes an important part. So, um, my advice um, is that if you if you have family that can help you, that's awesome, and you live somewhere where your family's gonna help you, um, that's gonna be really great. If not, you're gonna need a lot of help, mm-hmm. um, and it can be very time-consuming and also expensive, so think about that. But those things should not stop you from having kids, they just shouldn't.
0: So guess what? I'm writing my first book. I always thought I had a story to tell, and I'm really excited to start. It's true, I'm just in the beginning stages, but I'm confident it's going to be great. Why? Because I'm using Chandler Bolt's advice and his self-publishing school. They help you every step of the way from the start to the very finish and everything in between. It's an incredible guided process and helps make even a beginning author like me confident that I can create and sell my story. If you have a story to tell too, right now, you can go to pieceofpersistence.com publish for more information and a free workshop. In the workshop, Chandler teaches you the three-step system he uses to write, publish, and launch a best-selling book in as little as 90 days, and how to use your book to leave a legacy. You'll also get a free copy of his best-selling book, Book Launch. Check it out at peaceofpersistence.com slash publish. I know I'm excited to get started. What's your favorite accomplishment so far?
1: You know, when we started Sybarite 5, uh, there was no precedent for it. it there was, I think that there was, there was a period of about five years um, where I was pretty much thinking about doing Sibirite 5 and asking myself, You know, is this a good idea? Maybe there's a reason why this hasn't been done before. Maybe it's a horrible (laughs) idea, and I really shouldn't touch this. Um, And that period of asking that question took me about five years to kind of resolve, Mm. either internally or externally. Um, So for me... um, you know, I think that a lot of people, when they're starting something new, and there's a huge, like with classical music, there's this huge past precedent, There's this huge pile of stuff and tradition and history, and people even fight about what that is, you know, historical performance. There's so much involved with There's so many people holding on to so many things in classical music about what is classical music, what is authentic, what is... You know the traditions, and there are great traditions there, but there's also a lot of you know stigma and a lot of baggage. Um, so making new things can be very difficult. So I think that a lot of people who are starting new ensembles, at least when we were doing this, were asked, you know, you're looking for validation. Like, is this okay? Like, is it okay that I'm doing this? Should I just be playing an orchestra? Maybe I shouldn't do this. Should I be doing that? Um, there's a lot of self-doubt, a lot of questioning, at least in the classical music world. I think that now that is much less than it was when we started out, and I'm very happy for that. And and so one of the things I'd like to think that I'm proud of is that we helped kind of tear down that wall a little bit, mm-hmm. that we were able to open the door for other ensembles or even other bassists. You know, there are a lot of chamber music ensembles with bass now, and when we started, there was like us and maybe like one other, group. maybe, maybe. Um, so I'm particularly proud of that, and I'm particularly proud of, you know, memorable experiences winning Concert artist Guild because that was, again, kind of breaking through a glass ceiling or a barrier. And then our Carnegie Hall debut, that was also, you know, the idea that a string quintet could have a Carnegie Hall debut was really exciting. And then, you know, having our first album, you know, crack the top 10 of the Billboard charts, that was pretty, you know, pretty exciting for us. Um, so, all, every time we were able to kind of break through something um, that's um, exciting because you get to change people's perception.
0: In terms of happiness, have you always been pretty content in your life or was it something you had to learn?
1: No, I think that actually being unhappy is what makes you find happy things. So uh, I was maybe thinking happiness would come in an orchestra and maybe that wasn't the case. So i for happiness in the string quintet, you know. Um, so... Uh, and then, you know, you do that for a while, and I'm looking at bright, shiny things, So there's and also teaching at a university. So I actually think that the, you know, uh, happiness has got to be something that is not so cut and dry or so, um, I don't know, it might not be so easily defined. Um, you know, my kids make me happy. Happiness is being a dad and having some health, healthy kids. That's, you know, you can't get much happier than that. Um so, knowing that is very comforting. Yeah, but I don't know a lot of artists that are really, truly content with what they're doing because that, that feels like um, what's the word I'm thinking? Of?
0: Stagnation.
1: Yeah, or play, placation. You know, they, most of them aren't. Most of them are moving and trying something new. I mean, look, Yo Yo Ma could have just played concertos and solos for you know his whole life and just done that, but. He's a lot of really interesting collaborations he does, too, with other musicians. He's got the Silk Road project, which is fantastic. Um, So almost every musician that I know and love and respect um, are always trying new ways to kind of push themselves and learn new things. And that's exciting. That's the great thing about music is it's endless.
0: Do you have any other advice for us? My
1: only real advice is to focus on continued artistic growth. I think that that's the, the best thing you can do.
0: And for anyone?
1: For anyone. Um, I think, you know, focus on self-growth. You know, how can you grow as a person? How are you growing socially, emotionally, uh, physically? You know, are you how are you taking care of your body? How are you taking care of your body? Um, you know, I think everyone struggles with those things. And, um, you know, in our country, it's not as cut and dry as other places. Um, we have a lot of choices here, and some of them are good, and some of them are not as good. So you've got to, um, for, you know, for better force, you have to educate yourself on you know, the choices you make.
0: For anyone who wants to see you with Sybarite 5 in tour, where can they find you? You
1: can find all Sybarite concerts at sybarite5.org. That's S-Y-B-A-R-I-T-E, the number 5.org. That's S-Y-B-A-R-I-T-E, and the number five org. Cool. And you can, I think our, so bright shiny, bright shiny dot ninja. We haven't watched it yet, but I bought the, I bought the website. It's
0: <laughs> I like bright, it.
1: Shiny ninja.
0: Where else can we find your music?
1: Um, of course you can find our music on iTunes, Google Play, um, on Bandcamp, which is our favorite, <laughs> and of course on our Facebook fan page, cigarette Five or Bright Shiny Things.
0: Louis, thank you so much for coming here and for sharing your persistence and your passion and your journey with us. It's really, it's nice to catch up with you too. It's
1: been a pleasure. Yeah, I want to do it again.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll schedule that for a couple of years tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> and thank you for joining us on the piece of persistence as always if you enjoyed today's episode please take a minute to share us with a friend or review us on itunes imdb or youtube every rating and every share goes a really long way in helping new people to discover the show at a time when i think positive media really deserves to be celebrated Um, don't forget to check us out on patreon if you haven't already and if you have anybody that you think would be a really good fit for the show, who's got a very high life satisfaction and has had some success, please let us know at peaceofpersistence at gmail.com or send us questions you might have for our next guest. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe for more great content on how to find the happiness and success in your life. And we'll see you next time on The Piece of Persistence. Thanks. But if we... Forgotten what really
1: makes us sing and dance at night It's the other people around
0: And our dreams that lift us up from underground